Welcome to God is Open. I'm your host, Christopher Fisher. Today on God is Open, we're going to be going over a Mike Winger video. Now, uh, this is Slayton Flowers interviewing Mike Winger on Open Theism. When it came out, I wasn't very interested in going over it. But now, now it's like a year later, I guess it's about time to, to do a relevant broadcast on the subject. Mike Winger doesn't seem too impressed with Open Theism, so we are going to hear his thoughts. Now, he's going to be contrasted to Leighton Flowers, who has open theistic friends, and Leighton Flowers, uh, let, let's, uh, where, what am I doing here? I got to share this tab here. And uh, Leighton Flowers is a little bit more sympathetic, but Mike, Mike Winger is not having it. So Mike Winger, tell us all about this. It's going to be, my prediction is, a bigger and bigger issue for us to cover in the church because the online world is now governing the discussions yeah. Right. And right. this thing is rising up. And so I'm eventually I'll, I'll come to it. I have a, so many things I'm preparing for right now. <laughs> but, now I, I'm yeah. Just real quick. I mean, I mean, as we close here and I, this will spark some um, some comments, I'm sure, in the commentary, because I've got a, I've got friends who are open theists who follow the podcast um, and and and, uh, and and comment pretty uh, often. But I have often said I want to see if you agree with me on this, because I haven't heard your stuff on open theism yet. Um, I have often said that I think that the open theists are making basically the same mistakes as our deterministic friends are. And, and, and by concluding now they're both going different directions, but they yeah. both conclude that if God foreknows a choice, then it, it must be determined. And therefore yep. the open theist says, well, God doesn't foreknow our choices then. And Definitely the, the determinists say, well, he determines our choices and we just got to deal with it. Yeah. Um, they yeah, so this is what happens when I, I don't I don't know what impression he's got and what interactions he's had with open theists on open theism. You don't actually see on in his videos when he's actually dealing with open theists of, on the topic of open theism. So you don't know if this is an accurate representation of what he's actually experienced. But thinking about that, um, yeah. So the, the thing is that God could foreknow all events, but that means that necessitates that all things are faded. So how Leighton Flowers frames it is the open theists have a commitment to libertarian free will, and they recognize that uh, eternal, exhaustive, divine foreknowledge necessitates determinism. And he says, and that's the reason they reject it. Well, yeah, how about this? How about that's not the reason I reject it, but if that were the case, determinism is true. It's not a reason to reject it, but that's just a necessity of of the logic. So, I don't I don't like necessarily when open theists kind of derail and hinge their entire case on free will. Not a good idea. You end up with situations like this. It, they hit the same fork in the road. Right. One goes left, one goes right. right. <laughs> like, what, and the fork is the belief that God's foreknowledge is determinism. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. If he if he knows what's going to happen, then it must be already set or fixed and therefore determined. By the yeah, one who and, knows it, and that—that's, uh, I think, a modal fallacy, which we can get into, uh, probably get into in your discussions. But, but here's my here's the question I was going to get to: Do you treat open theist just as much as? So it's it's not the modal fallacy, and we've gone over this before. He because he, he's he's trying to claim that the foreknowledge causes the event. You know, knowledge can only be of something that exists. Right. And so you could have only knowledge of future propositions if those future propositions exist by their own definition of knowledge. Knowledge is where God's uh, propositional understanding lines up with reality. 
that reality has to exist. There's, there's no modal fallacy or anything like that. If God has this type of knowledge in which his propositional knowledge lines up with reality, then the future is not open. The future is set. The future is closed. And guess what? God is as much subject to fate as anything else. Not even God can undo the future that he knows. Kind of like a Cassandra complex going on in God. Yeah, so that's just a necessity of the system. Brothers, as you treat deterministic Calvinists. Okay, so here's how I handle this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> in my studies of open theism, I've mostly focused on, is it biblical? Like, are there, what are the biblical, like, proof texts for open theism? What are the ones opposed to it? That's what I focus on. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I, th I think he's a pundit. I think, uh, by and large, Mike Winger is a pundit. And so he sees himself as uh, a spokesman for Christianity in a wider sense. And so he's trying to draw, I would say, um, alliances with Calvinistic camps in his ministry. And so he's going to treat a bigger camp, Calvinism, more favorable than he is going to a smaller camp like open theism. And we'll, we'll listen to that in his logic. Focused on. I've also spent a little time on the philosophy of it and the idea right. of necessity versus certainty um, and how those are different concepts. And that's too much to unpack at the moment. Right. But those are the things I focused on. Um, now, zooming out, does open theism inherently like conflict with Christianity? Um, I think that there's a version of open theism where you can still be a Christian. Right. Because you could you could even say God just chooses to not know what'll happen. Yeah. Which and I don't about. notice that. So it's like there's versions of open theism, which is still Christianity. But if uh, I, I guess I guess if God doesn't choose not to know and doesn't know, that would bring you in Mike Winger's mind outside the bounds of Christianity. So historically throughout all of Christian history, most lay people are going to be holding the belief that Mike Winger just stated is a disqualifier for Christian belief. He, he's just made everyone throughout history heretical. Thank you, Mike Winger. I'm, I'm sure that's accurate. I'm sure you just didn't make that up based on whatever political goals you have. Agreed. I don't agree with that, yeah. but I wouldn't call it apostate. I, I wouldn't call yeah. it that. Then there's another version of open theism where you're really calling into question some of God's very attributes. And I start to, it just starts to raise really serious question marks yeah. in my mind. Well, when I'm in doubt like that, I, I tend to treat people like they're Christians because sure. I'd rather be a little too gracious than not. Yeah. Um, well, but I guess the thing know. is, I, you know, for me. Right. So he's going to do that to open theists, but not to Calvinists. Calvinists, he's trying to build alliances with. And so when Calvinists come to the Bible with all these omnis and ms, Greek attributes, the Bible's written in Greek, right? And so you'd expect maybe some of these omnis and ms. Greek attributes to be in the Bible. Uh, they're not. There's a pankratos, maybe like an all ruler within revelation that that might, you know, be something like that. If, if you're, if you're looking, if you're, if you're trying to find something, but really these terms, these concepts are not defined in the Bible, but open theism throughout the Bible is defined explicitly. God repenting, God regretting, God wishing things had turned out various ways. God, God even undoing his own actions. God becoming frustrated. God dealing with people and adapting on the fly. This is the entire narrative of the Bible. And so when he's he's giving these excuses for not liking open theism, 
These are just talking points. He, I, I don't think he actually believes them. Both of them are making philosophical a philosophical mistake. Both of them can if both of them are affirming genuine faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, trusting in Him for the atonement of their sins, but they're coming to different philosophical uh, conclusions with regard to how to deal with omniscience. Then I can no more throw out my open theist brothers than I can my deterministic brothers, because again I think they're making the same philosophical. Uh, yeah, so Gordon Olson is an interesting individual. He talks about alliances with open theism on ideological grounds as well. He says, actually, Calvinists, they defame the character of God. Open theists don't. And so he, he's much easier to drawing alliances with open, did I say Gordon Olson? Roger Olson. Roger Olson, in one of his articles, talks about how he would rather ally with the open theists on the love of God. Right, it doesn't make God into a moral monster. Mike Winger is is faced with the same challenge here. We'll see how he responds to it. Quandary and, and, and a mistake. Now that being said, um, he, here's the other point that I really I I, I kind of have to push is that if the the determinist is wrong, and again I'm not necessarily throwing all Calvinists in the deterministic bus because some of them don't believe that some of them actually affirm true libertarian free will somehow. Um, I don't, inconsistently, but some of them do say we believe God that you know the the choice of salvation is not libertarianly free, but there mm -hmm. are libertarianly free choices and and all those kinds of things, and that, that's a very very low form of of Calvinism. That's not the the obviously the statements of faith. And yeah, it seems like Elaine Flowers either has only interacted with like a philosophical open theist arguing on philosophical grounds, or he's being a little bit yeah, a tongue in cheek. He's He's misrepresenting open theism for ideological reasons. Maybe, maybe if he had to deal with the biblical case, that would make him look a lot worse in denying open theism, or make him at probably worse in the eyes of his audience, an open theist sympathizer on biblical grounds. Right? I, I, I think one of those two things are going on. In the the more scholarly perspective, but nevertheless, I'm not trying to throw all of them in the deterministic bus. But the the system itself is theistic determinism it's a form of compatibilism yes. which is theistic determinism um if they're wrong their systematic if properly applied ultimately brings into question the attributes of god's character his holiness because you're ultimately having god determine sinful things that mm. he's not determining if open theism is wrong they are they are bringing into question God's attributes of His ability to know future events, which mm -hmm. is worse, bringing into question God's character or His ability, because again, both of those are wrong. We shouldn't do either one. We shouldn't we shouldn't question God's ability or His character. But I'm just telling, if if you are spreading lies about me, I would much rather you spread lies about my inability to bench press what I can bench press, or inability to do some powerful thing or a good mm -hmm. thing or whatever. Yeah, that, that is actually a pretty good point. Uh, God takes his character very serious. You see within the Bible that God will not do things because of the defamation of his character that would occur to other nations. For example, Exodus, Exodus 32 is the most famous example. Uh, he's going to destroy Israel. And Moses says, wait one second. Have you ever considered what that's going to look like to the Egyptians, that you're going to look like a death cult god? Yeah, bringing your people out into the wilderness and just killing them all, something like that. And God's like, okay, um, I'm going to repent of destroying Israel. 
Uh, but you guys better watch out. And then later on, he says, I repented for my name's sake. So if you if you go into the Bible and put in for my name's sake, a lot of times, probably all the times that that phrase occurs, is God talking about his public perception, his PR, uh, how people see and view him. It's very important to God that his character is accurately accounted for. And so Mike Winger doesn't like this idea at all because he wants to ally with the Calvinists. I don't think if Calvinists... If they didn't have a major force in American evangelical thought, he probably wouldn't go through this sort of uh, tortured mental gymnastics in order to defend them. This seems like a coping mechanism. Ever some ability then to impugn my character, to go around saying, "Hey, Leighton, you know his character is not good. Or he's not trustworthy in that way." <clears throat> you see what yeah. I'm saying? I'm just, I'm, 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 and again, I'm not trying to pit <laughs> determinist against open theists. I'm just saying. It seems to me because open theism is relatively a newer way of thinking and it's not has been established or known throughout the church is that people tend to be more hard on it than the determinist. And, and, and those of us in the middle, I don't know that that we should be very hard, more hard on one of them than the other. I think both of them we need to stand firmly against and say, this is why we don't agree with what you're your conclusions are so here's here's See what I'm the, saying? the other side of it right um <laughs> open theism um if if i understand the way people often come to open theism is it's an it's an attempt at uh theodicy at a defense of why that god what god allows evil and basically the part that's open theism says hey well he didn't even know that was going to happen right you can't blame him because he didn't know and i would say um, that doesn't mean anything to me because in the middle of the evil thing God didn't know about, now he knows. Why doesn't he stop it right then? Right. Like you still have to deal with God allowing. That doesn't mean anything to him. Okay, so God uh, in Calvinism purposely forcing that child to rape. Um, apparently that's the same thing. It doesn't mean anything to Mike Winger if God was just an inactive watcher. That's the same thing to Mike Winger. If God could have just watching, that's the same thing as God actively forcing every detail of that rape to come about. Thank you, Mike Winger. It's like, did he ever think about what he's saying? Is this all cope? Is this all his uh, internal justification? Does he believe this justification? If he does believe this justification, it's pretty horrific. Mike Winger, you have horrific beliefs. That makes you a bad person. Um, but has he thought about this? Does he actually honestly believe this thing? Or is is he lying? To, does he believe his own lies? These things to happen. And so it doesn't really solve anything. All it does is strip, potentially strip God of some of an attribute the Bible declares that he has. Right. And um, and I know open theists are going to be like, Mike, you don't understand our position. You're misrepresenting us. Yeah. And I, I will say, I think, and I and I could be wrong here, but I'm, and I mean that sincerely, my studies so far show me. Who have you interacted with, Mike Winger? Which open theist have you had a conversation with? Sat down? Is it recorded anywhere? Who have you interacted with? I think you're one of these people living in their own heads. It's like I, I uh, read this book once by a Boyd, and I didn't have any back and forth conversation on, on any, any issues. But I came up with these impressions, and this is what I think about this, and this is how the open theist would respond to such and such You've never interacted with open theists. There's no evidence to suggest it. There's no evidence to suggest you've done honest due diligence on this topic. And, you know, you don't have an incentive to because then you're going to get called out. Me, 
you don't understand your position if you're an open theist and you say that. Um, it's not me. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> look at like Greg Boyd and his stuff. He says on open theism. I'm embarrassed to listen to what he says about it. I'd much rather hear a Calvinist. Right. And so he so, so OK, so Greg Boyd says a lot of stuff. And so what embarrassing thing does Greg Boyd say that you're embarrassed to listen to Mike Wenger? He doesn't actually tell us. He's not going to tell us. He's not going to tell us. We just have to assume that there's some sort of secret embarrassing thing. I'm, I'm, sh I'm sure Greg Boyd said some embarrassing things sometime, somewhere, in some place. Um, even that uh, is by normal people's standards, not Mike Winger's standards. And uh, I'm sure they exist, but just at least tell us. Quote the guy. Uh, do something. Let's talk about determinism as far as what offends me more. <laughs> really? I'm embarrassed. He demonizes the Old Testament and demonizes a lot of the stuff that's in And I'm going like, my goodness, are you an atheist? Like what? This is this is what I hear from the atheists I deal with online. Yeah, now yeah. it's coming out of a Christian pastor. Oh. But, but and then he thinks he's, he's so in right. So um, his demonization of the Old Testament, quote unquote, is not open theism. That that's a, that's a different view entirely. That's about his Christocentric model hermeneutic, and so it's it's not an open theist hermeneutic that he's criticizing right here. It's just like Greg Boyd said this thing I don't like about this issue at this point in time. And open theism is therefore bad. He's he's said bad things in certain contexts. Mike Winger, Mike Winger, you just said that God not intervening to stop a rape is the same level you you you'd care as little as if God was just committing that rape himself, molesting that child. That that is your view, Mike Winger. That that is disgusting. Um, sure, it that it, it that's. That's lacking moral judgment and character by you, Mike Winger, that that sort of evaluation. And so I don't know. Do we trust Mike Winger's evaluation of moral ethics? I don't know about that. You're making a good point. He's, he seems to be trying to justify God by by using his open theism to justify why these things happen theodicy wise. Yeah. But it really doesn't help his, his case any for the reasons you already mentioned. Um, and I. I I agree with you. I, I think that there are um, mistakes that 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 systematic is making. And I the thing is, I guess I don't find them any more grievous than the mistakes that our deterministic brothers are making. I find them both equally as grievous. In other words, I, I think they're both misinterpreting the text. So Leighton Flowers is doing this thing. He's talking to a guy who's hostile to open theists. And so he starts out testing the waters you know i don't think open theists are as bad as calvinists mike winger's like hey hold up here hold up uh these calvinists you know they're 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 all fine good gents and stuff these open theists are terrible now lane flowers is like they have equal problems they're equally as bad on certain issues lane flowers is molding to the guest he's interviewing i mean maybe that's an interviewing tactic maybe maybe he He's he's overemphasizing the equal badness, trying to get because Leighton Flowers, his big thing is talking about soteriology, talking about Calvinism. And here's Mike Winger defending Calvinists over open theists. And Calvinists, of course, are uh, antithetical to Leighton Flowers' uh, soteriology. Text. I think they're both misinterpreting. Uh, I think they both come at it with a bad philosophy to begin with mm -hmm. to, in order to come to conclusions that but but because just because one of them's newer or uh, just now being more popularized doesn't make it um, more more likely to damn you to hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense.
Roddy writes, Michael Heiser doesn't necessarily agree with Greg, Greg Boyd, on every tiny thing, but Heiser said he respects him, considers him a friend, so that's good enough for me. Yeah, Heiser is a respectable individual. You know, you could have friends with people who ideologically you disagree with. And of course, I disagree with Boyd on quite a lot, but uh, I, Mike Winger might be playing his hand a little heavily here. I, I, you know, they're both of yeah. them are making mistakes that I think. And I get what you're getting at. Cause you're like, you see Calvinism as at its core, really compromising God's very character. And here's my question for you, right? Okay. If Calvinism's wrong. Um, yeah. So let's listen to this. Let's listen to this. Then it may very well at its core compromise God's very character because of the deterministic system. But let's just hypothetically say if, if Calvinism, if Calvinism was true, if, okay. if total determinism was true, would you conclude that that there was something wrong in the character of God? If God determined me to, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, I mean, not like that. You know what I mean? Like sincerely, well, that's though. True. Would... You know what I mean? If that was a true uh, vision, a picture of God, then of course, Layton Flower, you'd have to say God would be good and there's nothing wrong with his character if he's raping little children every day on earth, killing people responsible for the Soviet gulags, the torturing of uh, Ukrainian uh, civilians under Stalin, 4 million deaths, people starving to death and eating their own children. Uh, there's There'd be nothing wrong with God's character if that was the true picture of who God was. Right, Lane Flowers? You have to agree that God making parents eat their own children is, is a good thing for his character. Right, Lane Flowers? This is the question. So here, here's my counterpoint to that. And uh, it doesn't matter it, if if their, their system works out to claim that God is good in those scenarios. That's besides the point. Uh, look at the case of Job. Job's friends had a particular model of God that they believed. They believed that God was punishing Job for wickedness, for sin. They had a Calvinistic understanding of karma, everything that everyone gets is due to them based on their circumstances, sins they've committed, sins they will commit in some instances, uh, sins that they're they're guilty of, maybe mentally. Uh, they thought all of these things would be fine for God's character to do to Job. And God wanted to kill these guys. God wanted to execute them for standard Calvinistic beliefs, right? And so for Mike Winger to say, yeah, let's pretend the system is true, that actually redeems God if the system was in fact true, and so we could give Calvinists the pass, yeah, that works for every single model, which claims no moral standards for God to have to follow, right? That that would justify Job's friends, justify all the Calvinists, justify any type of uh, evil God worshiper in existence. Mike Winger, th this is his mental justification for claiming Calvinists aren't quite so bad. All, all you have to do is just give them a little bit of a shot, right? And uh, you'll see that their system justifies God. And I'm good with that. But those open theists, oh, man. True, though. I mean, that, if you think if, if determinism is true, then I'm only going to do what God's determined me to do. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I mean, I, would you be logical? And, and Mike Winger, he, he doesn't like the Leighton Flowers standard answer because that that disarms his point he's trying to make. His point he's trying to make is if the system was true. Then God's character is vindicated. Layton Flowers like, is if that system is true, I couldn't make those moral judgments. It doesn't matter. The whole thing is fatalistic. It's all meaningless. It's nihilism. There's no standards. It doesn't matter if that system's true. 
Mike Winger's not having it. He just wants the talking point. Say yes, Leighton Flowers, that God's character is justified if Calvinism is true. No, <laughs> uh, that doesn't have to be the case. That doesn't have to be the case. If Calvinism is true and God is making parents under in Ukraine, under Stalin, eat their own children, uh, mass starvation, millions of dead, that doesn't justify God's character in those actions. God would be meticulously controlling that and forcing that all to happen to God's greatest glory. God's not even just a passive passive observer. He's actively doing everything. Every uh, stray molecule in on earth at all times is God's doing, right? Completely consistent if you concluded that God is therefore somehow morally compromised because of determinism. Um okay. So if okay, we're okay. So if determinism is true, let's just pretend determinism is true. Yeah, which I am a hundred percent on board with you. It's not. It's right, not true. Yeah, it's yeah. not accurate. But I don't again, my it. brain is trying to work around this because obviously, if determinism is true, I'm only going to determine what God has determined for me to determine. But right. But yes. the question's not but, what would you determine. What would you think if determinism was happening to you right, right now? Right. No, instead, it's asking, a thought experiment, right? Right. You're asking uh, instead. Would it therefore make God? His thought experiment is if determinism is true, and also you had free will to make determinations yourself uh, of your own volition, right? He's, he's building up a contradictory model to try to force Leighton Flowers into this weird conclusion. He's violating his own thought experiment. God's character, would it impugn God's character if determinism is true? Are you okay with the conclusion? that God is morally wrong. That's where I go. I cannot go there. I, I, if, well, if, yeah, well, I, I would, I mean, if, if open the, if I said the same thing about open. The so basically this is, this is the claim that there's no thing that God can do so heinous that's ever existed that wouldn't defame his character. Is, is that a position that anyone would take in any circumstance? Maybe some people, these uh, the individuals who think, Morality ultimately flows from God. Therefore, all his actions in any context, anywhere and everywhere, no matter what he does, it's not not even that God's incapable of certain things. God's incapable of sin. That's not, that's not the claim. The claim is no series of events, no matter how evil, if done by God, is morally wrong. Theism, I would say the same thing. I mean, if open theism is true, um, I'd have to come to the conclusion that if hey, if it's true, it's true, and God's not um, morally uh, evil. I mean, if you come to, if you come to the scripture with any presupposition, you come with a presupposition that God's good, that he's always just, and he's always right. And if, and if, therefore, if determinism is correct and God is always just, and he's always right, then somehow, um, what Jai Packer and others say, it's an antinomy. You just don't get it Leighton, but somehow God's completely deterministic and he's not culpable. And you just, you're just too dumb to to get it because God apparently determined for you to be too dumb to get it. Uh, so yeah. that's just the way that it is. Um, and on the other side, if open theism is true and, and we again come to the presupposition, God's good and he's just, and he's right. Mm -hmm. Then I would still conclude that, okay, God doesn't know near as much as we thought he did know, but he's still good and just as right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you see what I'm saying? I, th I think either way. Yeah. And I, I agree with you there. I think that that's it to me. I go, I cannot entertain the idea, and I don't mean like emotionally, but I mean intellectually, I can't sustain the concept that Almighty God has some sort of moral flaw. And even if the world looked 100% like God somehow must be doing something wrong here, 
I would have to conclude. I'm obvious. Yeah, so so he's he's telling us his priors right here. It doesn't matter what the Bible says. The Bible could say anything. He is intellectually wedded to a very specific idea that must be true no matter what because he thought it up. Yeah, that that's that's how people do theology. It's like they 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 sit down and they're like what should God be like? Oh, if God was good, he'd do this. And if God um, was God and the ultimate being, he'd be like this. And it's it's this, a speculative exercise. And then they conflate that with reality. Oh, I can't imagine a world in which God didn't know one thing. God couldn't solve one math equation. Let's, let's just use something very simple. If God can't solve one math equation, I can't even imagine that world, right? It's it's insane. wrong. Yeah. Like God is God, and and here the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I go, oh Lord, I trust you. I don't understand it, and I wouldn't even have a defense if someone asked me. My defense would be, God's good because He's God, and I will not let the circumstances of this time convince me that He's not good. Um, so I so I tend not to use that that concept of like some people say the Calvin. Yeah. So uh, I think it's very important to contrast modern Christians, these, these type of uh, uh, self-righteous busybodies who are like, who, who go through all these justifications for everything intellectually. Oh, there's nothing that God could do ever wrong. And then contrast it to actual people within the Bible, especially people who've interacted with God. King David interacted with God several occasions. Uh, a lot of these people, call God out for what they see as God's inaction or God not listening to his people or his people suffering. And they do blame God. You know, there, there's a whole book arguing with God that goes through a lot of these examples. Uh, Pious Irreverence is another book that talks about examples in the Bible. People arguing with God about morality, God's culpability, what, what God should do, why God should do that, and to blaming God. So you you contrast people in the Bible, actual real individuals, who interacted with God, knew God personally, and sometimes call God out to Mike Winger, a holier than thou. God could do nothing wrong. I'm better than all these people within the Bible. That that's what that's what we got. This modern fake piousness uh, is systematic in Christianity. Mystic God, and He is therefore like an, a bad God. And I go, you are treading on in my mind. You're treading on dangerous ground when you make statements like that. Um, so I would say. I can understand how a deterministic God would make it very difficult to have a theodicy or, a, or to deal with the problem of evil. Mr. Gruning writes, uh, God is good because good is evil doesn't really exist. That seems to be an Augustinian position, and it's the position of the Platonist where uh, good or evil is that deprivation of the good in all of material world is good. God made a good creation and as as far as reality strays from that perfect image, that's when evil is incorporated into the world. I don't think that's a Christian concept that uh, evil is pure negation. When you look at uh, evil and sin within the Bible, sometimes there's there's violation of contract. That's one of God's major functions in the Bible. If two people make a covenant or a compact, they would do so in front of God. And God was an enforcer of those things. And so sin wasn't necessarily against some sort of standard moral law somewhere, anything like that, but could arise through personal violations. It just sin, sin wasn't a, a metaphysical thing or an absence of a metaphysical thing. It was uh, uh, it, it hurting relationships between individuals. There's, there's some sort of conflict going on between uh, multiple actors. 
something like that. So I, I don't take the sin as negation stance. I don't think that's based in the Bible, and it uh, it seems to originate in Augustine's Platonism. Evil. I don't know how I would. I have a video on the problem of evil. I don't know exactly how I would make that video if I believed in determinism. Right. Uh, so I'm thankful that that's not the case. <laughs> Yeah, so I think what you got there is uh, Mike Winger is is a political animal. Every single person tends to be political animals. Uh, he has conflicting parties that he often interacts with. He doesn't seem to interact with open theists whatsoever, so he doesn't feel any uh, allegiance to defending their position, defending it accurately, or actually being sympathetic towards it, whereas he seems to interact with Calvinists quite a lot. And he probably has some Calvinist supporters. And so he's doing the politic thing and uh, defending Calvinism's insistence on God's evil over open theist's insistence on God not having propositional knowledge of certain future events, which he, he sees, uh, his claim is that he sees it as uh, undeniable that God has this sort of weird propositional knowledge of the future, even though this is not described whatsoever in the Bible whatsoever. I, I, it says, Irenic writes, uh, Mike needs a few uh, open theist buds. Yeah, he probably does need, first I thought it was like he needs some Budweiser's. He might need some Budweiser's too. Budweiser's not very good beer, but uh, that works. Mike needs a few open theist buds. He does. Uh, he does need to have some sort of interaction needs needs in a relative sense i wouldn't uh, presume to tell him that he needs to go out and talk to these people but it shows that he hasn't interacted with these people i was watching a different open theist video about with another guy who doesn't seem if you just go open theism and short short sort by relevance or recency there's an, uh, a street preacher who also goes over open theism and uh, he's actually seems like a decent fella but uh, he gives all the standard talking points he doesn't he's he seems only tangentially to have interacted with open theists and so he thinks his like normal talking points he, he doesn't know the counter arguments to his normal talking points they, uh, it, it's a pretty telling thing when they'll they'll state an argument as if that argument's never been addressed they won't address the counter arguments they won't even acknowledge that open theists have responses and address those open theist responses. They just don't know. They, they, they're not that studied in order to actually accurately understand the issues at stake. <laughs> Mr. Gooding, Gooding says, so everything Plato thought was wrong? No, but it's not in the Bible. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fine to be a Platonist. I've never criticized someone and said, oh, you're stupid for being a Platonist. I've never done that. Uh, but you probably should reconsider... Um, being a Christian, if if you think Plato was right about these things, because that concept of sin is just, it's not in the Bible, where sin is uh, negation. Sin is crouching at your door, Cain. Sin is personified. Uh, sin has this active element. Sin is a thing. It's in the Bible, all right? And uh, it's not negation of reality. That's, that's not like a metaphysical construct that they had access to at that time. Everything was what we can experience the real world. It, there wasn't this idea of non-existence, right? Uh, Adam writes, not Budweiser's kind buds come out to Colorado. We'll get it sorted. I think Budweiser's brewed in Colorado. Pretty sure. But uh, okay. I, I will stop bashing on Budweiser. <laughs> uh, Mr. Gunning. I don't know where he's coming from. He says, I won't be what you think a Christian is. Okay. 
I'm I I am only giving advice. I'm not telling you anything what to do. So I do think it's actually pretty funny. This whole Mike Winger thing. I think it you you see a lot of politics involved, probably a lot of personality and personality conflicts, probably a lot of incentives going on. Alain Flowers doesn't have the incentives to to please and to to placate these Calvinists that Mike Winger probably has. And so you see them interacting differently. But uh, I think there's that longer interview on that link. Well, we might we might cover that sometime. Probably not. It's a long interview. But that's all we want to talk about today. And uh, questions or comments, put that down below or start a thread on the God is Open Facebook group. Thank you for listening.